What's going on, man? Welcome back to the basement. I'm Ron. We got the NFL draft in four days, and I want to get you guys war fucking ready for this draft, man. It's going to be an absolute war zone on Twitter. It's going to be a war zone in your dynasty leagues. And I want to go over like pretty much the most common mistake that happens in these rookie drafts. Right around now is kind of the, the time on Twitter where I hear a lot of these half-baked takes where analysts or just people on Twitter, they'll be like, yeah, player A and player B, they're close, but I really need to see a good landing spot. Or yeah, this guy is going to be good, but he needs to be behind a great offensive line. If he's on a bad offensive line, he's not going to do well. And I think a lot of these guys fall into this trap of weighing landing spot way too heavy. So today we're going to go into what landing spots mean for rookies and how we can avoid making mistakes by overvaluing them. Let's go. 13, got my first gripe, first gripe. Clearwood Road, where they shiest, nigga. Slot a game, so I keep a knife, nigga. Now, before I get into the task at hand, if at any point in time during the video you're fucking with the content, you're enjoying the content, make sure you go down below, subscribe, and leave a like. It really helps out in the algorithm, helps us grow. I really want to hit 750 subscribers by the NFL draft, or like I think 30 away. Be a huge milestone to hit before then. So make sure you go down below, smash the like button for your boy. So today we're talking about how we don't want to overvalue landing spot and fuck up our rankings. We don't want to put too much weight into landing spot because the core reason why you don't want to weigh landing spot too much with these incoming rookies because of how fast things change in the NFL. P quarterbacks get swapped around. Coaches get swapped around. Teams go up and down every single year. There's nothing that's certain in the NFL. So let me just give you guys an imaginary situation. Imagine Jonathan Taylor. Let's say he goes to the Colts in 2018. So not in 2020, in 2018. They have the 25th worst O-line per P PFF in 2017. And Andrew Luck has been getting killed. Andrew Luck, he's also a franchise quarterback. He's great. He's amazing. How is JT going to find running lanes in this offense? Everybody knows JT is a straight line runner. He needs a great O-line. He was at Wisconsin. He needs a great O-line. And if they can't protect their QB, how are they going to open up running lanes for Jonathan Taylor? Now, close your eyes and imagine moving one of the best prospects we've seen in recent years, Jonathan Taylor, down your draft board, down your rookie draft board, passing on him because of the O-line at the current situation. If we fast forward literally three months, six months, they draft Quentin Nelson and they feel the top seven O-line for the next three years since then. I'm telling you, things really do change in the NFL. Let's keep the next one in-house. Let's, let's look at another player, Paris Campbell. In 2019, the, the Colts select Paris Campbell. They draft him in the second round. And the word on the street, you know, he's going to be tethered to Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck's going to be the, the his quarterback for the next five years. He's going to be the next T.Y. Hilton once T.Y. Hilton retires. Paris Campbell, he comes into probably one of the best situations in the NFL. Well, guess what? Andrew Luck retired. No more Fortnite. So based on this whole landing spot idea, Paris Campbell gets moved from the 205 in Superflex Leagues in April to the 110 in June. That's a seven spot jump. He goes from the wide receiver seven to the wide receiver three. Mind you, this was not based off draft capital. I I'm going to say in the future in this video, draft capital is much more important than landing spot. But based on landing spot, he gets moved up. None of the guys that he got moved past had worse draft capital than him. He got moved past Hollywood Brown, Debo Samuel, DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, etc. Imagine doing that. Imagine taking Paris Campbell over one of those guys. Paris Campbell has scored 52.1 fantasy points during his two-year career. Clear mistake. Let's say this a step further. Who were people taking Paris Campbell over? Well, one guy, you guys might you guys might know him. AJ Brown in April Superflex draft. So this is pre pre-draft but post combine. AJ Brown was going 104 as the wide receiver two behind Nikhil Harry. Then after the draft in June, he falls from the 104 
to the 112 in Superflex rookie drafts. Now you might be asked, why? A.J. Brown, he's a sick receiver. He's amazing. He was a second round draft pick in the NFL. Why did he get moved down so much? It was landing spot. Corey Davis was drafted fifth overall heading into year three. He's supposed to ascend to be this elite wide receiver he was drafted to be. Davis had a 25% target share the year prior and still couldn't finish as a top 24 wide receiver. How the fuck was A.J. Brown going to do it? Then you had the quarterback situation. Mariota was looking like a bust. They were a run heavy team. They finished in the bottom five in pass attempts the three years prior to A.J. Brown getting drafted. As I'm saying that to you guys, all of this changed and none of it mattered. Mariota didn't start more than half of Brown's rookie season. Corey Davis is now gone and the low volume never mattered for A.J. Brown. It's almost like good players win regardless. doesn't matter the landing spot. doesn't matter the coaches. doesn't matter about anything. Good players win. Now, this is a side note. When we're talking about the NFL draft, we're locking in our, our pre-draft rookie rankings. The only thing that takes into account is going to be landing spot and draft capital. Draft capital is the, actually the thing that should be moving players around. And the crazy part is none of the wide receivers that moved ahead of AJ Brown were drafted ahead of him. His ADP movement was fueled by nothing but landing spot, not draft capital. Now let's go even one step further, fellas. I know you guys are getting the picture. Let's go even one step further. Let's look at that, that 2020 RB draft class, fellas. One of the best we've ever seen. And at ADP before the draft, you had JT, then Swift and their tier Dobbins and Akers in a tier, then clearly CEH was the, the consensus RB5 in his own little tier. Then the NFL draft happens, and this, this, this list looks much different. First, let's look at CEH. He moves from RB5 to RB2, all the way from tier 3 to tier 1, a huge jump. And let's be rational at first. Maybe he moved there because of draft capital. He goes 32nd overall, first round pick, and JT and Swift were both picked in the second round. The thing is, though, 32nd overall, barely first round draft capital. JT and Swift, better prospects, picked literally no more than nine picks after Clyde Edwards-Alaire. So that really shouldn't be enough to move him up two tiers ahead of superior prospects in Jonathan Taylor, Swift, Akers, and Dobbs. But what I think, and I know you guys think it too, the actual reason that his ADP skyrocketed, not because of the reasons it should have because of draft capital, is because of the Chiefs, the landing spot, you know? One of the best offenses in the league. Everyone was falling in love with Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Could he be the next Kareem Hunt? Could he be the next LaShawn McCoy, Brian Westbrook? He was going to dominate in year one. Obviously, those things didn't happen. Let's go on the other side of the spectrum. We had DeAndre Swift go from tier one as RB2 all the way to tier two as RB4. Now, mind you, we're talking about draft capital again. DeAndre Swift was picked literally four picks after Clyde Edwards-Alaire, but was rele relegated a whole tier. In this situation, you know, it was a, it was a muddled backfield. Everyone was scared about Carryon Johnson. People forget there was a time and place where Carryon Johnson was good. You know, he was a, a a high dynasty asset to have. So Swift goes into a crowded RB room. Detroit's bad. All these things moving down against him. As we know now, DeAndre Swift looked fine. Carry on Johnson is dust. The team not really trending upwards, but it doesn't really matter. Christian McCaffrey operates in a bad offense. Saquon Barkley operates in a bad offense. It, the, the offense that your running back is in, as long as they can catch passes, doesn't matter a whole lot. But this whole thing with landing spot, Swift was literally drafted one more time, four picks after CEH, yet he was moved way below him and CH was moved to number two. As we know now, this should have never happened. Now, I'm not going to act like I'm perfect because I did this too. I had CEH at RB2. I moved Swift down, but let me give you guys a promise. Let me give you guys a fucking promise. Let me bring the mic in real close. Never again. I will, I will never make that mistake again. I will never make the mistake of having landing spot be too valuable in my rankings. It will never happen, fellas. And I promise that to you. I promise that to all of the 719 subscribers. Now back to the task at hand, fellas. I'm going to put my mic down. Let's actually take a look at what the ADP was. See, we see here the ADP, it's corrected itself down. The pre-draft ADP is the exact same as the current ADP, except that Dobbins and Akers flipped. It's crazy that the 
pre-draft ADP is more accurate than the post-draft ADP. And that's what, that is the main thing of what I'm trying to tell you guys today. The pre-draft ADP that we have right now, the pre-draft rankings are probably more accurate at the top end than what our post-draft ADP is going to be because people are going to overreact about these landing spots. And I'm telling you guys, do not fall for the landing spot trap. So you're probably saying, Ron, this is, this is all great information, but how, how the fuck are we going to, what are we going to do about it? Here's the thing, guys. If I'm going to, if I'm going to rank things, we have the pre-draft profiles. These matter the most pre-draft talent, all that, that matters the most. Then a tier below that, we're going to have draft capital. And then all the way, all the way down here, I'm at the bottom of my desk right now. That is where landing spot should be ranked. It should be talent, draft capital, landing spot, all the way at the basement. It shouldn't even be that much of a, of a factor for you. The way that I'm going to operate this year, I'm going to be much more alignment on my, my pre-draft rookie ranks and then move things around based on draft capital. We have clear evidence that draft capital matters. Generally speaking, you have a higher chance of hitting in the NFL if you're drafted earlier. On the other side of that spectrum, there is zero tangible evidence surrounding landing spot fade it at all costs this there is no chart you can find on the internet that's going to show you that landing spot is predictive of anything past year one so the way that my process is going to work for all of you guys out there on patreon that have the rankings if you don't have them already make sure you get on below get them on the patreon i'm telling you guys my rankings is going to be hitting different this year i'm gonna have my pre-draft rankings then i'm gonna move things around based on draft capital and then only if i need a tiebreaker between two players i'm splitting hair between prospects that is when landing spots going to come into account. Not, I'm not going to move a guy like Paris Campbell from wide receiver seven to wide receiver three because he's tethered to Andrew Luck. It's just not going to happen, fellas. I'm not going to be moving players by a bunch because of anything but draft capital. Now, let's say there's a weird world where Travis Etienne goes fourth round, Javante Williams goes first round. Javante Williams is going to get moved ahead of Travis Etienne because that makes sense. Or let's say a guy like Kadarius Tony, he goes first round, and a guy that I really like, Rondale Moore, he goes fourth round. I'm going to have to be. I'm gonna at that point you have to move Kadarius Tony up and you have to move Rondell Moore down. That is when it makes sense. The draft capital is what you really want to look for. Round one, round two, round three. You don't now I'm not saying to just have your rankings round one, round one, round one, round two, round two, round two. That's not how it should look, but it has to be a factor. Now, in this next week, guys, we have the draft on Thursday. When Jamar Chase lands on the Lions, when Bateman lands on the Bears, when Terrace Marshall lands on the Ravens we will not budge. You guys have to stay strong. I know that those landing spots don't look pretty, but things change in the NFL. Programs get better. Remember the, the Browns, how bad they were. Baker Mayfield, and he, he came in, he turned it around. Things change in the NFL. I'm telling you guys, leave the landing spot analysis for redraft. Leave it up to those guys. Leave that up to the Matthew Berries of the world for now. We play the long game. The NFL changes. All we care about, draft capital, talent, landing spot is not going to be a crucial aspect of our analysis moving forward if you made it this far in the video man i appreciate it make sure you go down below subscribe leave a like comment and also if you want to talk about this kind of stuff if you want to talk about what's going on when the nfl draft happens first i'm gonna have a, a live stream on this channel the night of the draft and second if you want to if you want to be notified of when that live stream is happening or you just want to be a part of this community make sure you go down below join the discord it's at the top of the description on there you know we just talk about fantasy we talk about the draft we have mock drafts in there we have all kinds of stuff going on in the discord make sure you join that down below as always you can find me at ron store underscore on twitter i will be putting out a thread on this sometime this week i'll see you guys in the next one thirsty thirsty trying to choose i mean i know i'm critical my nitty bag my kitty boots i got the juice i got the juice